Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Focus on Greatness podcast. I am your host, Haim Roche, and I am here to be able to have a conversation with you that I believe will help to help you to focus on the greatness that's within you. It is a privilege and an honor to be with y'all today. I want you to do me a favor as we dive into today's conversation. We have been having a wonderful time in these conversations that we've been having, and if you're just joining on, then this is your first time. Time, I want to do do me a favor. I want you to do me a favor and I want you to share, like, and follow. For all those that are on, make sure that you do this. If this is your very first time, I want you to also comment for me. Um, just saying, hey, let me know where you're watching this from, where you're viewing this from. And as we continue on this conversation, I hope and pray that you are able to able to find the thing that is within your own self that will help you to become great in the areas of your life. So thank you all for those that are um, that sharing it, that are uh, being able to like it, those that as also that are on YouTube, make sure that you are liking as well as please make sure that you take the time to subscribe as well. Um, I want to do me a favor and make sure that for those that are watching online, those that are watching from Facebook, that are watching on YouTube, you can also follow these conversations continually on any podcast platform from Spotify, from Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. You can continue you this conversation with me as well. I want to take the time to also say thank you for those that have been supporting this podcast and this platform um, financially in any form of way. And I want to say thank you for that. As we continue to develop and continue to grow, one of the things that I want to make sure is that we are being an effective professional podcast. And so as I'm growing, um, as this platform is growing, we want to make sure that I'm able to be able to be effective in the things that we do. So there is three new ways that you you can be able to be able to donate and support what we're doing in this podcast. There are things that I want to be able to do to help all of those in the audience and the people that I'm, I believe that I'm called to be able to help and support. And a lot of the ideas that I have, it does take finance. And so I'm using this platform and this opportunity to be able to minister and to help people in the ways that I can. And there will be more ways that I am able to be able to do that. So these are the three ways that you can be able to, is actually four ways where you can be able to support this platform. Um, you can be able to do it on PayPal at HRoche Media, um, Cash App, Vimeo, all of those is going to be again at H. Roche Media. When it comes to Cash App, make sure you include the dollar sign H Roche Media. Again, you can do that on pod, on um, on PayPal. You can be able to do Venmo as well as you can be able to do it on Cash App. And for those that would like to be able to mail things, mail it in. You don't you like to use the electronic way? You can mail it in to twenty nine oh four East Stanschluter Loop, number one, in Colleen, Texas seven six five four. And for those that are listening, let me spell that out for you again. That's 2904 East Stan, S-T-A-N, Sluter, and that's S-C-H-L-U-E-T-E-R, Loop, in Colleen, Texas, 76542. The information is also down below. And so again, as those that are coming on, please make sure that you share, make sure that you are liking, make sure that you're following, because this helps the algorithm for more people to be able to see and join and be a part of these conversations. For those, again, that are 
watching this on YouTube, make sure that you are subscribing. Make sure that you also share this with your family and friends and make sure that you hit that bell so you can be notified every time that I come live, every time that I post something so we can continue these beautiful conversations one with another. Hey, let me do this. Before we dive into the next, we're going to go to this commercial and I'll be right back right after this. I remember when I was first looking at starting my podcast, one of the things that I was looking for was a cost efficient place that I can be able to do what I was dreaming and doing. With Anchor, I found that. I found a free platform that can be able to give me the tools to make sure that my podcast sound good from edits to music to different other things, variety of things that can be able to assist me to make sure that I had a professional sound podcast. But then also one of the things I found that I loved uh, when I started to use Anchor was they have various of different places that they are able to distribute my podcast from professional places like Spotify or Apple Podcasts and many, many more. Now, with this, the thing that I'm I love to do is because I might not do it in my house or might need to do it in my car. So I am able to use record on my cell phone. I'm able to record on my tablet or even my computer. So for you to be able to do this as the podcaster, you need to make sure that you download the app to your phone, to your tablet. You can do it on an Android or on an Apple product. But also, if you want to be able to access it on your computer, you have to go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, anchor is A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. Welcome to the team. The Salt Society is a family-owned and operated online clothing store. They provide athleisure and casual wear for men, women, and children. The Salt Society's mission is to influence the culture through faith, family, and fashion. You can visit their website at thesaltsociety.co and use offer code FIRST10, that's one zero, for 10% off your first purchase. All right, family. All right. So we're going to um, dump into this conversation that we've been having talking about this idea or this mindset of I've got something in my eye. Now, for those that are just coming on, this is your first time here in this conversation. I want to make sure that I include you into this and allow you to kind of understand some of the pieces that we've been talking about. Now, for those that are watching live, those that are listening to this via podcast, you can be able to have the link underneath where you can go and go back and listen to some of the other conversations so we can all be on the same page. But before we dive in, again, make sure that you like and share. I see we have some people uh, from Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, I got my auntie in the house. Thank you all for my family for being able to be here and support what God is doing in this platform. So tonight we want to continue this conversation and deal with tonight. We're going to deal with this word, cover me. I, I think that this is going to be, and I know this is going to be a very powerful conversation, but before we dive into it, make sure that you, I want somebody to put it in the post or in the comment section saying, cover me. This is going to be a very um, great conversation that we're going to have. And again, we're talking about 
cover me. We've been dealing with this idea coming out of Matthew chapter seven, verses five. We've been, we read from verses one all the way to verses five. And in this conversation, we've been talking about this concept of having something in my eye. And one of the things that we've been looking at and talking about is really this mindset of where Jesus deals with in this passage, he deals with being judgmental, judging other people. And one of the things that we have recognized and understood and came to understand, I'll say it that way, is that there is something in our eye, just like there is something in our family or friend's eyes, in our brother and sister's eyes. There is something in our eyes that is basically that is affecting our way of being able to see and help correctly. So we've dealt with some of those, we've dealt with these conversations um, with, with, throughout these pieces. And so what we want to make sure that we're doing tonight is we're going to continue in dealing with this aspect of talking about, again, cover me. I see that y'all putting it in the post. Thank y'all so very much. So this is the reference point that we've been talking about or talking from, and that is Matthew's chapter seven, verses five. We've been reading this in the passion translation, and this is what it says. You're being hypocritical and a hypocrite. First, acknowledge your own blind spots and deal with them, and then you'll be capable of dealing with the blind spot of your friend. I think that this statement and in, in alone has been something that has really helped and transformed even my own self of being able to make sure that I'm dealing with the things that is in my eye, the things that are in my life as I continue to go and help my brothers and my sisters. Again, it helps me to understand that I cannot see clearly and I cannot be effective in my help unless I deal with the thing that's in my eye. So tonight, what I want to do is I want to look at a parable or a storyline that Jesus is teaching, has taught, that has given unto us this idea or helped us with something that we're going to talk about tonight, dealing with cover me. So in this verse of scripture, in Luke chapter 15, we're going to read verses 20 through 24 from the King James Version. And I want to read this and then we'll break this thing down for all of us to be able to understand what we're talking about when we're talking about covering me. And so it says this, it says, now let me give the backdrop. The backdrop is you have um, a father with two sons with these two sons, you have one, the younger son that has come to his father, asked his father for some, basically for what his inheritance would be. And then he, after he gathers his inheritance, he leaves the father's house. When he leaves the father's house, he goes, basically blows all of his money and basically lives recklessly. But then he finds himself in awkward positions and awkward places. And then eventually what ends up happening is the Bible shows, the scripture shows that he eventually he comes to himself. That's one of the things that the Bible says in the King James Version. He came to himself and he then said, listen, I need to get back to my father's house. I need to get back to the place where I need to be, where I'm supposed to be at. In his way going there, there's something that ends up happening, which is where we're going to end up in verses, starting in verses 20. And it says this, and he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him 
and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto the father, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring him hither the fat of calf and kill it and let us eat and marry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be married. They was just excited over this scenario. Now, what I wanted to be able to, what I believe that God is trying to talk with all of us about in this passage is allowing us to be able to see one, the love of a father for his son. And I think in this picture, one of the things that we'll end up being able to really see and examine is that in his love for his son, he was excited that his son was coming home. He, he was excited and elated that his son was coming home to the point where the scripture says that he ran to his son. And then after he ran to his son, he loved on his son by, by all, not only wrapping his arms around him, but he also kissed him. And then he went through this litany of different conversations to be able to prepare a celebration because his son was home. Now, what does this have to do with this statement? Cover me. Well, let, let me help you. One of the things that we see in this is based upon their time frame, one of the things that used to happen back then or happened back then is when you had a son that did what he did, there were certain things that by law should have happened. But in response of the father understanding and knowing what the law of the time was, when he ran to his son, he ran to his son to do protection. He, he loved his son enough that he understood that this is what I have to do to be able to protect my son. So let's clarify something. When we're talking about cover, the word cover, this is what it means. Something that protects, shelters, or guards. I, I want to read this again. The word itself, cover, means something that protects, shelters, or guards. Now, the reason why this is important, because we have to understand what the father did. When the father came and wrapped his arms around him, he covered him. He protected he sheltered or guarded him from anything else happening. He, he again, he brought protection. He gave shelter or guard, guarded his son in this scenario and situation. Now, how does this help us? How does this help us when we understand this passage? Well, one of the things that I need us to be able to see is the, the revelation of the understanding of this is this. The first thing that before he protected him, before he ran over and kissed him and hugged him and all of those things, it made this main statement is that he had compassion. Now, there are situations that is happening around us. There are friends or family members that we know. There, there are people that we can all probably list of names of things and people that have not done right in our lives. We can, we can say people that have, you know, probably messed up in life, even ourselves sometimes where we have messed up, sinned, done something wrong or whatever. And the reality of it is, is we all felt or feel in sometimes where we want somebody to cover us. 
We want somebody to protect us when we're in an, a, a very sensitive scenario in our lives, where we're in a moment where we are now either exposed by the thing that we've done wrong, or we, we, we feel like we are vulnerable in that moment, or we know and understand what the consequences is for the things and the actions that we've done. And, and we feel exposed. And in those moments, we want someone to cover me. Now, if, if I'm talking to you and you've been in that position, just give me a thumbs up. Give me, give me some form of emoji or something showing me that you understand that we've all been in moments where we wanted to be covered. And in this storyline, what we're recognizing and what we're seeing is that the young man that is now coming back home, as much as he wanted just to be with his father again, the father understood that my son needs to be covered. The, the, the first thing after he loves on him and after he hugs on him and kisses him, the first thing that he says is put a robe on him, co cover him up, make sure that he is protected and understood that I got him. So if anybody out here is looking at him, they can automatically recognize and see He's covered that, that you don't you don't have to worry about. Is he you know, is is he still wrong or is he still out there? No, no, no. I, I need you to understand. He's covered. I, I got him. I'm protecting him. But it started with him having compassion for his son, him understanding what his son went through. He makes the statement at the end of, of what we just read, where he says, listen, my son was lost. And now he's found. We're going to rejoice over this, but he was lost. He, he, my son was dead, but now yet he's alive. But, but he was dead. He, he was. I didn't know what was going to happen. He was in a bad place in his life, but I'm still choosing to cover him. And so with this, what, what I believe God is trying to help us to be able to understand as we continue this conversation is when we now can be able to see clearly, we now are in the best posture and place where people are asking and saying, can someone please cover me? Now, I, I want to deal with two things that we want to be able to do in reference to when we're talking about covering. Again, before we move any further, I want to make sure we have a clear understanding again. The word cover is something that protects, shelters, or guards. Again, it's something that protects, shelters, or guards. So let's look. The thing that I want us to first look at and understand in covering is in prayer. Now, I know, I know, I know, I know, I hear you. I, I, I figured that you, I know you said, man, listen, I, I didn't know how you were going to, what you were going to say. You might've said this or you might've said, but the first thing that I want you to look at is to cover them in prayer. The, the Bible says, we're going to look at this. The Bible says in James chapter five, verses 16, this is what it says. It says, confess your faults one to another and pray, cover one another that ye may be healed and the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Now, now I could break this thing down more deeply, but the simple thing is 
is when you tell somebody, tell your brother what's going on, let him protect you. Let him cover you. How? Through prayer. Let him protect you through prayer. I, I don't want to be able to um, feel like I cannot be covered. Now, now we can we can even use this other word is I don't want to be in a position where I feel like I cannot communicate what my struggle is, what I'm going through, what's going on in my life. And I cannot feel like you're going to protect me, like you're going like I can trust this covering of prayer. I, I need prayer. prayer. Prayer works. Prayer prayer is effective in my life, but, but I'm understanding if I'm going through a struggle, if somebody that I know is struggling, yes, I could probably give you money, and yes, we could probably give you clothes, and yes, we could probably give you food. All of those things are probably effective in whatever struggle you're in, but the reality of it is, is you need to be covered through prayer. Now, I'm, I'm this other portion that God helped me to understand. And I'm telling you, when he showed me this, it hurt me. I, um, I'm just being honest. It hurt me very, I mean, it went down deep within me, is when we are also covering in prayer. I want you to hear me when we're covering in prayer. Not just as James said, when we're confessing our faults one for another and we're praying, covering one another through prayer. But here's something else. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 44 through 40, 45, this is what he says. I'm, I, it, it, it hurts and this is going to hurt, but I'm telling you, it's going to help. It says, but I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you. Here it is. Pray for them. Cover them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Ooh, I know this hurts, but here it is. This is the purpose and the reason for it. That ye may be the children of your father, which is in heaven. For he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good. He sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. What is he saying? I need you to understand the reason why I want you to cover those that persecute you is because you representing me. This is what I would do for them. And this is what I'm doing for all of you. Here it is. Because what am I doing? I let the sun rise on those that are just and those that are unjust, those that are good and those that are evil. I, I, the sun rises on both. But also, here's the balance. But I let the rain fall on the just and on the unjust. What is he saying? I treat, I, I'm covering everybody. Here it is. This is God talking, even those that do me wrong. Can, can we all say that we are witnesses of this move and this covering? That God covers us and has been covering us even when we wasn't messing with him? Even when we've done wrong to him, even when we, we weren't living for him, he says, I was still covering you. I was still being a protection to you. 
I was still doing this thing for you. Even when you weren't rocking with me though, I still protected you. I still made sure you had some form of shelters. I still was a guard for you. Why? Because I'm covering you. What do I, how do I know this? The Bible says that he intercedes for us. He's praying for us while he's in, he's covering us while we are going through, while we are doing these, while we're living our lives, just like the prodigal son, when, when he went off and messed up in his life, we've all messed up. But God says, but I'm bringing you as a brother, as a sister, when they come, cover them through prayer. But here's the other one. And I want you to guard them. We're covering them through prayer and we're covering them by guarding them. Now, here it is. I love this storyline because Jesus allows us to be able to see this picture. How do you cover me by guarding me? Here's the storyline. In John chapter eight, verses four through 10, I, I want to be able to give us the scenario. Jesus is doing what he's doing. He's ministering and talking to people, helping people out. And in the midst of him doing all of these things, there's something that ends up happening. This These group of men come with this woman and basically toss the woman at Jesus' feet. When the woman comes and sits at Jesus' feet or is thrown at Jesus' feet, this is what they end up saying. They look, they was like, hey, listen, master, we got this woman that was caught in the act of doing something wrong. She was caught in the act of adultery. Now, if this is helping you, make sure you liking this. Make sure you showing me some love. If this is helping you, you need to make sure you're sharing this with someone that will be able to hear this word and they will be able to understand and know how to cover someone else. So in this storyline, we have again, we have Jesus doing this movement where now where we have now these people that have thrown this woman at Jesus's feet. And this is what this is what he says, man, this is going to help me. And verses starting in verses four, John chapter eight, verses four through 10. This is what it says. It says, and they say unto him, they said unto him, master, this woman was taken in adultery and in the very act. Now, Moses and the law commands us that such should be stoned. Hear what they're saying. Listen, this woman should be killed for what she's done. They're not covering her. They're trying to expose her. But what say thou? This they said, tempting God or tempting Jesus, that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stood, uh, stooped down, and with his finger he started to write in the ground, as they as at, at ignoring what they said. Understand what he's saying. Verse seven. It says, so when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself, and said unto them, He that is without sin among you. Let him first cast a stone at her. Now watch what he does. How is he, watch how he is protecting this woman. And again, after he says this statement in verse eight again, and again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground and they which heard it being convicted by their own conscience. Now they're examining themselves went out one by one. They started to leave. Beginning at the eldest, look at the age, 
even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. And when Jesus had lifted up himself and saw no one but the woman, he said unto her, woman, where are those that accuse you? Have no man condemned thee. I, I, I love this. I love this. Why do I love this? Because of this major powerful statement. What Jesus did was covered her. That's exactly what Jesus did. He guarded her. Now this is about to be, this is about to be strong. This is what I mean by he guarded her. He guarded her from gossip. He guarded her from people being able to condemn her. Instead of Jesus, Jesus joining in on the conversation, instead of Jesus saying, no, nah, man, you know, she wrong. Yeah, she shouldn't have been out there. She shouldn't have been in this position. She shouldn't have been. Da, da, da. He guarded her by ignoring what they said. Watch what he did. He ignored what they said and dealt with them to examine themselves. And then after he dealt with them to examine themselves, then he turns to the woman and says, now where are your people at? Where's the folks that brought you? Why would he have to even expose that or say that? He's saying this to her because the next verse in verse 11, it makes this statement and it says, and he says to her, look, just go home, but don't, don't get back in that situation again, baby. Don't, don't, don't find yourself back in that world, in that room again, that, that posture and situation again. So what is he doing? He's not only is he guarding or covering her, protecting her from people that do not have this girl's best interest in mind. Their only thing that they wanted to do was expose her. They didn't want to help her. And what we've been reading is this is why Jesus is saying this in Matthew chapter seven is where he said, listen, this is hypocritical because why is it hypocritical? The reality of it is, is you didn't bring the man here. You only brought the woman. You're not trying to deal with the situation. You're not looking and discerning why this woman is in the scenario and the situation that she's in. You're not even doing this really to be able to, she even, your, your, your mindset behind why you even brought this woman is wrong altogether. Cause you didn't, you don't care about the woman, nor do you care about the man. You're trying to trip me up as the leader, but this is what he does. He covers her by saying, listen, I'm not even going to deal with this because y'all are not trying to help her. So what I'm going to say is I'm not, I'm going to cut this foolishness right here by ignoring you and acting like you didn't even say anything. Why? Because now I'm guarding her. I'm covering her in this moment. So God is saying to all of us, I need you to cover these people in prayer and I need you to guard them. Guard these people, the people that I send to you. Matter of fact, I believe it's in Romans, Romans chapter 14. Paul says, God is saying through Paul's writing, hey, listen, I'm going to send some people to you. 
But when I send them to you, don't don't treat them and don't act a certain type of funky way towards them. I'm sending your way because I want you to cover them. I need somebody to cover my people. There are people right now. There are people right now that don't know God, that are struggling out here in the world. But there are moments in time where we're, what we're doing is we're, we are trying to be like, we're being like the rest of these people that we see even in this storyline, where what they're doing is bringing the accusations, but they're not covering in prayer. They're, bring, they're, they're saying how wrong these people are. They're saying how bad you are. They're, they're saying how messed up your life is. But they're not saying, let me cover you in prayer. Even the people that are hurting you, I'm telling you, he's ministering to me just like I believe he's ministering to you. Just like the people that have offended you, just like the people that you know are not for you. He's saying, even though they're not for you, I need you to cover them. Can you still cover them in prayer? Can you still pray for those that despitefully use you, that take advantage of you? Can you still pray for them? I know it's hard. Just like it's hard to be able to, to, to not do wrong to your enemies. It, it, it's hard. I know it is, but I'm asking you to cover them. Cover them in prayer. There are there's things that we can be able to bring to the platform and talk about and, and go through all of these things and, and talk about how wrong they might be in this, this. But at the end of the day, the reality of it is, is as the Bible says, I, I need somebody that is spiritual, that can be able to lift these people up and realize and remember by the mercy of God, that could have been me. And if this was you, would you want somebody to cover you? Would you want somebody to be a protection for you? Would you want someone to be able to be that shelter for you? The, the beauty of a shelter is it protects me from the elements of life. It protects me from the things that might fall in my lap, the, 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 the rains of life, the, the storms of life. It protects. I need somebody to be able to cover me. Cover me. Don't, don't complain about me. Don't, don't dog me out. Don't gossip about me. No, no, I need you to cover me. Cover me through prayer. Cover me in guarding me from the words and the things of, of, of what other people might say that, may, that will hurt my walk with God. Cover me. Because again, Jesus says, in Matthew 7, this is where our conversation has been. In Matthew 7, he's saying, listen, don't stop judging these people. Stop judging these people off of a whim ideal of what you think was happening. No, stop doing that. Realize that you have an issue just like they do. You got a struggle just like they got one. And if you can focus on your own struggle, what you'll realize is how merciful I've been to you and how I've covered you. And if I'm covering you, I need you to cover them. Work on your own self, work on your own salvation. What the Bible says with fear and trembling, reverence, reverencing that God, God has been covering me. I'll end with this statement. I remember when I was a teenager, um, 
there was a there was a lady that went to um, the church I go to, and I've been raised here um, in in the church that I that I that I attend, the Christian House of Prayer in Colleen, Texas. And um, one of the things that this uh, lady said to me, um, it was she was sent. She said, you know, she said, what would what if God, what if God would put your sins all on the jumbotron, all, on the big screen where everybody can be able to see what you've done? I, I remember that still to this day. And I remember how afraid I was because of the things that I know that I was doing at the time. But when I understood what she was really trying to share and to help me to understand at that time was, look, man, you might want to get your life together. Because you don't want to be in a position in a posture where your life becomes public and people are able to see the things that you've done. But I think about that moment and I think about how much God, just like the father and the prodigal son, how much he loves us. He loves us enough that he has not exposed you. He loves us enough that he hasn't allowed people to see all of your business. <laughs> I mean, because some of us do have some stuff that we've been hiding and things that we've, we've tried to run away from. And he said, no, I, I got you. I'm going to cover you. And I'm going to bring people into your life that will cover you through prayer, that will guard you from, from the elements and the things of, of life and words of other people. I'm going to bring the right people in your life to help you because these people are spiritual and they're able to build you up and get strong so that then you can walk and be alone, be walking this thing by yourself. And then you can be able to be a help to someone else. That's the reality of what God is wanting for all of our lives. There should be someone in our lives that is covering us and we should also be covering someone. Thank you all for joining me and being a part of tonight's conversation. As again, as we dealt with this conversation, talking about covering me. I, I pray and hope that this has been a blessing to you. If it has, make sure that you share, that you like this, that you follow me continually. Make sure again that you stay in tune for those that are watching live on Facebook and YouTube. Make sure that you go and subscribe. Follow the the follow me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the podcast links, any any podcast that you want. All the information is below in the contact information. Um, and so make sure that you do that. Again, please share this. And most importantly, make sure that you, as well as I, start taking the time to go and cover somebody. Because the reality is you want someone to cover you. I love you all, family. And I'll talk to you next time right here on the Focus on Greatness podcast every first and Third Monday at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Love you all. Talk with you later. Bye-bye.